0: This week's events retaught FPL managers the lesson that double game weeks are usually let down. By the first half of match one, both Diego Jota and Darwin Nunez got injured before 1.3 million triple captainers were on the verge of two Erling Haaland blanks, although one goal eventually arrived, thankfully. Joining me, Mark Jobling, on this week's Fantasy Football Community FPL podcast is Lewis, a.k.a. FPL Reactions. Uh, we both suffered through Dominic Solanke's twelve points in Newcastle, but six successive green arrows for you. Yeah, it's another good week. I think
1: I think I expected that playing the triple captaincy chip this week. I was kind of, i was I was very lucky this week, Mark, put it that way, extremely lucky because. I think originally, originally, I we, on the pod like I changed my mind so much on, uh, from the pod in between the deadline. It's crazy, but on the pod we were discussing some plans around bringing Darwin in potentially Aki and I just got cold feet on both. Like I didn't, I didn't particularly like the idea. I, I wasn't confident that Aki was a long term asset, basically with Champions League back, and I also wasn't convinced that Darwin would be able to because effectively it's a it's a minus I, I would it, he would cost me four to take out and then four to bring back in so eight and so beating that I I just didn't see it um he got the early goal which was a concern but Jota got the assist. and then you just both got injured didn't they
0: yeah uh, we've, we've we've had infamous double game weeks before. It's, it, like, it doesn't feel like a normal FPL season until you've had one disastrous double. And um, to have... It was the Saturday lunchtime kickoff, so it really was the first half of Liverpool's double game week. And to have those two injured was just... You just had to sort of nod, nod your head and say, yep, that's FPL. Yeah, it was is, crazy. It was 100% FPL, especially when Salah came on, made his comeback oh. and outscored both. Ridiculous. And then hurt himself again. So,
1: you're right. It was it was another green arrow. Um, I went from 394k to 340k, so I made about 53k gain in rank, which is which is good. And I do seem to be making progress now. At one point, I did kind of wrote off my um, wrote off my season, which was which was frustrating. But see, so yeah, 87 points this week. I actually brought in Pascal Gross. Mm. single single game week player which at the time i i thought was a good move because i saw him i saw him doing really well against Sheffield jack now albeit i don't he didn't do as well as i thought he would do he got eight points i, I thought he was he was amazing during the game he he should have come away with more he should have he should have probably got a big double double digit haul but he's also a player that i'm gonna have moving forward now so i'm quite happy I brought in groves He's also a differential, so he. Um, and when he returned, I actually gained quite a lot of rank from him. So most of my rank game was, was was from Pascal Gross.
0: You actually picked him out as one of our differentials last week when we we both picked one for the weekend. Gross was yours, so you sort of stuck to oh. that confidence <laughs> by buying him. Um, he had a, he had quite a large XG actually. Um, you could yeah, he, as good as he did, he he did sort of underachieve compared to that, but. Good decision from you in both counts to go for Gros.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was really concerned about going for a double game week player, but just none convinced me. Like, I, and I, did, I also didn't want to commit to a chip strategy. Obviously, we talked last week about keeping ourselves open. And I, I just think buying a game week 29 player, uh, a player with a fixture in game week 29 in the big blank. I just think buying buying one of them would have been premature I didn't really I wasn't really massively keen on any you know that had super good fixtures so you take that into account you take the fact that I didn't want to make a move for um, a short term pick like at what the t- at the time I thought was Bradley um, at fullback at uh, the Liverpool fullback or or Kelleher because he's he's obviously a transfer waiting to happen um, regardless isn't he mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just felt with Darwin, is he going to outscore? Is he going to outscore? You know the the hits that he would, t- the, the the kind of points it he would take to get in and out. I, I really didn't want to lose Solanke or Watkins, but then again, the biggest mistake was obviously the fact that I benched Solanke. So I benched Solanke because I brought in Gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it probably wasn't the right decision. The right decision was to no roll the transfer. I'm still Solanke. <laughs> so uh, it's very FPL, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I wish I'd used your logic with Darwin because he's a player that very rarely owns because I just think of him as a almost a comedy figure. But uh, maybe that's harsh, but there was definitely a fear going into this double without him. And I... Well, at first it looked like a good decision, but it quickly turned into an awful decision. I actually bought him for Solanke. Mm-hmm. So uh very very quickly it was a it was I got eighty three points. I went down from thirty three K to forty K, which is disappointing when you've used the triple captaincy chip to sort of drop yeah. in rank. But it actually felt worse than that um because of that transfer. So like you you look at the rank drop and say, well, you know, it's it's not huge, whatever. It's annoying, but it felt more disastrous because I sold Solanke's haul for Darwin and I knew he would score past Newcastle. Of course he would against this defence of course he would so I don't know why I did it it was purely I think you like you had some logic
1: there in in attacking double game week players I think a lot of, you know most people did that I was just very weird and didn't <laughs> so or a bit like some thinking went behind um, not bringing in double game week players but I just think if Darwin Darwin obviously scored straight away I think if Darwin and Yota stayed fit, they would have both had really, really good double game weeks. And I would probably have -hmm. have had a worse week um, in terms of kind of effective ownership from Darwin.
0: Yeah, I suppose when you see what Liverpool ended up doing in both games, it, it really was just terrible luck. And that helps a little bit with sort of justifying the decision because it was like, well, yeah, Liverpool did. Be both teams and score quite a lot, so of, of course, but yeah, straight away from, from half time of that lunchtime game, it was like, Oh no, it's gonna be a bad one. And the rest of the week was just sort of survival, really. That the, the, the Saka and Watkins Halls helped a little bit, although for ownership reasons, not a massive amount. But there was a little bit of luck in that Kevin De Bruyne blanked and then missed the second game. I think you've all week it was either doing Darwin for Solanke or De Bruyne for Richarlison. Now, although De Bruyne himself wouldn't have been a good idea, that substitution would have been the better route just, just for the keeping Solanke perspective. Mm-hmm. But there was also luck that De Bruyne sort of didn't make that rank drop bigger. Lucky that Ake missed, a clean, missed out on his clean sheet. But then it was also unlucky that Estepinian... Was benched for Brighton's clean sheet, so that that kind of cancelled out. Um, he's he's you no know problem. Do you, know, do you know what was annoying about that, Mark? So I, as you know, I've got
1: I've got lumpy and Astapinan. I don't know how I've how I've got it, but I've got both. And I started um, started oh. So if he if he didn't play and lumpy obviously stayed on and kept the clean sheet, I would have got him. But I think lumpy went off at half time, <laughs> and then. Mm-hmm. Stupinon didn't actually come on until around, was it the 80th minute? So, oh,
0: it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, but by that, by that point, I was actually almost cheering him to come on just because that one point would have been... This one point, yeah. Uh, We've got Porro injured and concert injured on the bench, so, like, it genuinely, there wouldn't have been an auto sub. So, I was thankful for the one point, but also really good that uh, he missed out on the clean sheet. So, he's a problem for blank 26 because... Um, and we'll we'll come to our plans for for this blank shortly. Yeah. But I'm probably going to take a four point hit just to reach ten men, and that includes Dusty So it could absolutely be nine men, and one of those is Charlie Taylor. So not looking forward to following that red arrow with possibly this being one. Bit of a lull it, at the moment. It was
1: it was it was a roller coaster week, and like if you look at it from my perspective, so I didn't have any Manchester City defence. They didn't keep a clean sheet, and Aki didn't play the second game. Was it? Didn't play the second game? Did he? Second one. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't own Kevin De Bruyne. He blanked and then didn't play. I didn't have Darwin. You know, he he got injured. He scored and and then he got injured. I didn't really own the Liverpool defence, and I know I know Van Dijk scored, but. I just think I got away with a lot of that, didn't I?
0: Certainly, yeah, the the, the Bruyne and Aki stuff. The reason we've got so few players coming up in 26 is that it's a blank where Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs and Luton blank. That's because you're in the cup final, so you'll be excited.
1: Oh Well, that depends on uh, if uh, if Salah and Nunes
0: play. Well, yeah, it's almost a great time to play them if, if there is one. From an FPL perspective, that means Cole Palmer, Richarlison, Van Dijk, Alfie Doughty are all out, as well as the injured Jota, Darwin, Porro. So there's quite a lot of well-owned players there. Blank's a, blank game is usually a popular time for the free hit chip anyway. Mm. So on our site, we've looked into the pros and cons of using a free hit this week. So Lewis, am I right in saying you're already up to 10 men pre-transfers I think
1: yeah so I've I've got 10 men and obviously we'll kind of talk through our plans shortly but I think I've got I've got what I need to get covered you know regardless of how many um players I've got and I think you just I think you talked about that in your in your article right
0: yeah it's um sort of don't want to over commit because there's so many things to think about at the moment in terms of factors like in terms of If you're going to buy players that are going to blank in, give me 29, stuff like that. But there are definitely pros and cons to doing it. Like, If you free-hitted in 26, you can reach 11 men and a subs bench without any points hit, which probably gives you a head start. And also, it's not just 11 men, but you can avoid. like People who are going to get a full team out are probably going to include some Newcastle players against Arsenal, which isn't a good fixture at all. So you get not only eleven players, but eleven good ones in theory.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's the big one, isn't it? The Arsenal Newcastle game because Arsenal Newcastle assets are some of the most like owned. It's just a tough game. You can't call it. So yeah, that is definitely one of the uh, one of the benefits of the free hit.
0: I mean, someone like Saka against Dan I mean, I, I don't want to sort of join the pitchforks against Dan parade, but that 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 could that could get ugly. Saka, so that's when it comes to captaincy. It's like, well, I mean, Haaland, yes, but also Saka yeah. against Burn, that, that could be, uh, films could be made about that. So one day, so that, that, so there's, there's one pro to it anyway. And also unlike, well, I say this having just received the red arrow after using a chip. And last year I used a free hit and somehow got a red arrow, which is ridiculous because if you use it in a blank, it almost, almost guarantees you a green. As long as you cover the main ones like Watkins, Saka, Haaland, yeah. Gabriel and As long as you get sort of them five or six, add in a few differentials, that could skyrocket your team. Like There's like not a lot of risk to it.
1: The, the issue this season is that there's so many good opportunities to use the free hit, isn't there?
0: Well, yeah, that's one of the cons, really, because if you do use the logic of free-hitting in a blank, surely the bigger one in Game Week 29 is an even better time to do it. Of course, what holds that one back is there could feasibly be only four matches taking place and not many of them look that appealing. As you say, there's there's other ones beyond that, like the doubles that we get later on. Some some managers prefer to use free-hitting a double and we're probably going to get at least one big one Another thing that helps with these differential punts is the Saturday one thirty deadline, because that means if you are going to use a free hit to like take a few punts, there's four matches kicking off at 3pm, there's no lunchtime kickoff, so you could get, in theory, up to eight team leagues. Yeah, yeah. It could be really good as well. It's huge, isn't it? It's huge. So if you see like Aston Villa lineup, Man United lineup, stuff like that, you could certainly sort of I love stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it's probably not gonna be enough to convince me to do it. Cause another con, as well as there probably being better times to use it, is each well, it's, it's squad dependent, of course, but there's so many popular assets either injured or like Estepinion out of favour. So yeah. each free transfer is really precious right now when fixing other squads and if you free hit now you only sort of get one free transfer over the next couple of weeks to fix that and it might not be enough to mend your squad unless you wild card soon
1: yeah that's another problem isn't it you you basically transfers are are really really important at this stage and and which is why we're seeing a lot of hits because a lot of people have got a lot of problems but at the same time there's so many blanks and doubles to navigate it's it's basically a minefield at the moment isn't it
0: yeah, so many all over the place. I mean, the 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 Liverpool guys, uh, they weren't going to play this week anyway. So that might not have totally affected transfer plans with those guys. Jota might have been sold anyway. But um, yeah, there's so much going on elsewhere in terms of, yeah, like players becoming rotation risks and stuff. And there's just, there's quite a few fires to put out, it feels like. So each of these upcoming free transfers, yeah is is desperately needed and free hit would sort of stop that unless as i say unless your plan is to wild card straight after Mm. in like 27 or something like that or 28 Mm. um i don't know is is your is your chip strategy changed over the past week i know we discussed it last time um i i
1: i don't i i'm back and forth with it at the moment like obviously we, we touched upon it last week, and I did mention the fact that I was I was kind of going to dead-end my team into blank game week 29, just based on the fact that I really don't like the fixtures, I don't like the assets. But I've also looked at it from your point of view and everyone else's point of view, the fact that if we are dead and if I am dead-ending my team into game week 29, then all of my transfers over the next couple of weeks have to be prioritized for game week 29 and is game week 29 worth prioritizing you know a few weeks transfers for i'm not too sure the answer is yes so i think what i'm going to do personally is kind of hold it because obviously we 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 yet we we're going to get some more information on on game week 29 soon right
0: yes so this time next week um, I believe, we will have had the FA Cup fifth round and we'll finally start to get some blocks falling into place regarding 29 for sure. And then some more accurate guesses can be made about the future doubles. So, yeah, this time next week, things yeah. should become a bit clearer.
1: I mean, the issue with that is it gives me free paths. Um, and, 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 and and I suppose those that, are, those that are listening, because everyone in Jota... At this point, everyone wants a midfielder. So, no one wants to roll a transfer going into this week, do they? Because they can just about field, what is it, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten players. So, a transfer is going to be used either way. You know, not a lot of people are going to roll this week um, until they get more information, I don't think. Um, so, you kind of have to plan really, don't you? Because you either go, you're either going for, um, and this is going to be the case for a lot of people in the community as well. You're either going to look into um, the Wolves midfielders who have a fixture against Sheffield United this week, and I think that's going to be a big, big game for for Wolves. Or you either go for, you go for boring, out of form picks. You know, like the, the Douglas Louise he is boring. You know, he is boring, isn't he? He's got penalties, and that's about it. Yeah, you've also, you've also got Bowen who he's been awful. Like West Ham have been awful recently.
0: Well, that's it. The, the, the a lot of the free hit or not bang midfielders seems to be the focus of most for this week. And yeah, like Bowen, Bowen is one. You know, he's he's got the advantage of being guaranteed a game week twenty nine match, which not many midfielders have at the moment. But yeah, like he's got eleven in his first 17 games and he's scored none in the last seven so he's on a massive goalless streak he's only had one big chance as well so do you buy someone who's actively out of form just because they play in game week 29 it's it's kind of hard to call that
1: I think and I think that's that's the issue isn't it this week you know we got more information next week but we've also we also kind of have to use a transfer this week we we kind of have to Direct the plans somewhere. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a tough tough week for a lot of people. While we're on the wolves midfielders, actually, it's probably worth looking at who we like in that Which team, one, right? Yeah. Because Quan versus
0: Neto, or
1: possibly, and not just the midfielders, but yeah. potentially their defenders
0: as well. Mm. They're not they're not massively known for their clean sheets at the moment, Wolves, but they have like had some really impressive away wins at Chelsea and Tottenham. And then Sheffield United have lost 5-0 twice over the last few weeks. So it does look on paper like that's kind of where you start when you look for midfielders. Like Factors include recent form, upcoming fixtures, their blank 29 status, and, of course, chip strategy. But the Wolves' guys... Just while
1: while we're on the blank game week 29 status, so the the Bournemouth and the Wolves' fixture could still be on, right, in game week 29 if... If so, I mean, I think it's a blank. If Wolves beat Brighton, or if Bournemouth beat Leicester, so I think if Leicester beat Bournemouth and Brighton beat Wolves,
0: yeah, I suppose it could. You look, at, I think that's one of those. I think there's a couple of matches there where both teams are still in the cup. You sort of automatically assume that well, it'll be a blank because one of them will go through. But to be fair, individually. Wolves going out to Brighton is feasible. And Leicester could beat Bournemouth. So I do wonder if we are going to get one shock addition to that game week.
1: Which would obviously reward people who go for the likes of Huang and Nato this week. Because, you know, I imagine that people are going to have Solanke as well. So that's potentially two additional players that we could have. In game week twenty, I suppose, but that's all ifs and buts, isn't it? That's all, that's all guesswork. You know, we we are we would be relying on Brighton to beat Wolves and Leicester to beat Bournemouth for for that to happen. So,
0: um, I think Bournemouth. So- I think if Bournemouth be Wolves was on. I think that probably would change. That's probably the one thing that would change my plan to free hit in twenty nine. Because if anything over the last week, that's solidified more because I've seen that well, have a free hit in twenty nine. I can buy Salah in 27 and not have to worry about it and stuff like that. And um, and I was looking at like, well, if people are going to dead end, and then wild card game week 30, what would that wild card look like? And I looked into it and thought, well, that wild card probably is only a couple of transfers away from my current team. To be honest, like I feel like this current team would be still have fantastic fixtures through like 30, 31, 32. So the urge to wild cards, you'd be you'd be basically. If you dead end at 29 you're sort of selling a few players just to bring them back straight after in a wild card they mm-hmm. could just free hit and just keep them in no in and out going on but yeah but if, that's, if that will that's, it, it?
1: that's one of the um that's one of the kind of the implications of it but yeah i suppose i suppose we have to we have to kind of i i mean I need to kind of think about what I'm going to do this week and obviously going back to the walls and the, the Wolves midfielders. Who, who are you preferring?
0: You know, I'm a massive Pedro Neto fan. I really am. I, I think I had him earlier in the season. I like his style. I would love Newcastle to buy him in the summer, but I don't know. Um, well, he's been linked with Arsenal, but to be what like that's Saka's position. But anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. But I think I might just be on Huang at the moment because yeah, he has ten goals. He's probably up front in Cunha's absence. Um, yeah, I'd say so. And he sort of beats Neto for big chances. But at the same time, Neto is better for creativity. And I think only Watkins has more assists than him this season. So it's it's it could go either way, but I think I'm sort of more team Huang at the moment. But then the other thing to consider is that maybe Wolves, is there not a theory that Wolves might be better when counter-attacking against the bigger teams? Because... Like that's how they got those away wins at Chelsea and Tottenham, but we have got Sheffield United next and Fulham soon after. They lost both the reverse meetings against them in November. They lost both times. So what, what, what does that mean? Is it, is it too obvious to go to Wolves be Sheffield United? Is that like a, a trap that's been set up? You'll probably still fall for that trap, to be honest. Do
1: you know what? One one of a of players worth mentioning is I've obviously spoken to um, a fans and Wolves fans and seeing a couple of things on online and stuff and Wolves fans seem to think that Sarabi is going to take penalties. Mm. Well he's he's so he's got he's converted seventeen out of seventeen of his last penalties. Which I thought was ridiculous. I, I still need to double check that that's true. I'm just not being told lies. But um if that's true then that's really impressive. But yeah, like you mentioned, he's he he he, is, he, is, he has returned twice in, in his last four games, and he's he's also started all three of his last matches as well. So he's much cheaper as well. He's four point seven million. So I mean, if you were not going to go for Juan or, or Pedro Nato, then there's a nice little differential. there. I suppose the other two are still differentials. But I kind of I mean, you know, amongst the top players, a lot of top, a lot of the top players are going to bring in even Nato or. This week, aren't they?
0: Yeah, um, feels like I've yeah, been think... good at it because st- sort of had it in my head a few weeks ago, thinking, "Ha no one will, no one will do this." And of course, that hasn't happened. It's it's there's logic for it, and therefore the masses are going to do the same. That's a shame.
1: Yeah, and just just comparing them both, obviously, you, you picked out a couple of good points there. I think Nato has created nine assists this season but he's only scored two goals. And then you compare that, obviously, Huang's got, I think Huang's got two, two, uh, I think Huang's got 10 goals and like two or three assists. So, obviously, goals are more valuable, aren't they, in, in FPL? Yeah, and,
0: especially when he's a midfielder in the game.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I just feel like Huang is the, he is the obvious, obvious move. And I think he's a better finisher as well, which well, is telling, obviously, his goals and stuff. But, again it's it's whether you it, it's whether you you're going for the free hitting game week 29 or or dad ending it do you want, if if you're not dad ending your team no if you're not a card, if you're not free hitting sorry I should say then like what what are you going to do do you do you do you resist the temptation um or or not but yeah i i just look at the options this week and i think i think that uh, I think Quang and, and Nato are, are two of the best options you
0: could you could bring in this week. It's um, not even just about this fixture, by the way, because well, two points from this really. A whether twenty-nine happens or not, like after this, it's Newcastle away. Well, that's a good fixture. Fulham at home. After 29, it's you know Villa away, which to be honest, that, that, well, what it? See that happening. Mm. And then Burnley as well. So it's a good run of fixtures and um, you can sort of, whichever one you get, they can sort of rotate, like they can help ease the benching dilemmas a little bit, because if you bring in someone very good this week, the chances are you've still got eight very good attackers every week thinking, oh no, which one to bench? But if you bring in a Wolves one, you would feel less guilty about benching them maybe?
1: Yeah, I think so. It'd be easier for me to bench a Wolves attacker than a, than a, say a Cole Palmer, you know, someone who's got penalties and just someone who's really explosive. So yeah, I, I would be more comfortable benching um, a Wolves attacker, but they're they're great buyers this week, aren't they? Wolves attackers. I suppose the question is then, who would be who would people be buying who are dead ending into game week twenty nine? Because you, realistically, you can't really be going for a Wolves attacker if that's the case, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, because as of now, we've only got six teams who are definitely playing in that week. One of them is Tottenham. They're blanking right now. So essentially, there were five teams this week who play in 29, and one of them's Burnley. Probably not going to get a Burnley midfielder. Brentford, well, Tony maybe, but possibly no one in midfield. So you sort of are down to sort of Jared Bowen or someone like Leon Bailey. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we should probably talk about the villa um midfielders because we 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 picked out our favorite Wolves midfielder and that was Juan, wasn't it? I think you said you liked uh, Pedro Neto as well. And um, but where do people go? Do, do because obviously Douglas Louise, he's he's got the security of minutes. He's got the penalties. He also, you know, he, he has the odd occasion where he gets a return from open play, but then you've got Leon Bailey who, who is less secure in terms of minutes, but he's more likely to pick up a return from open play, and he's more advanced than Louise.
0: Yeah, and then some of the other names aren't quite, like McGinn, I don't think I would ever buy him, and, and it's sort of Diaby has almost been replaced by Bailey in terms of uh, preferences and stuff, It's it's yeah, Bailey, he sort of has more Appealed than Lewis, but at the same time he doesn't. He rarely gets near ninety minutes, and doesn't seem to get bonuses either. So like, he has worked his way in a well. He's he's got seven goals and seven assists this season, despite only starting twelve. But he's actually worked his way in a ten off the last twelve lineups. So it does feel like he's possibly in favor. And again, we'll find out hopefully on Saturday because of the deadline time. You uh, should get maybe Villa leagues, but you know if he does start and he does play, he's got a lot of potential there. But then you know he's probably is going to get hooked off around seventy minutes, and Douglas mm. Silva does have penalties, so it's it's fairly close that one.
1: It is it is closer, isn't it? It's closer than Pedro, um, Nato, and Huang because you both, you know that they're both going to play, and you'd imagine them getting similar game time, so. But it's hard to commit to, to Leon Bailey, although obviously he's the more exciting pick, the more you know, the, the one that's going to be more likely to get the attacking returns. I suppose we need to be really careful with transfers at the at the moment. People are going to be really, really wary of who they bring in, and if and you have to look at it this way, you know, if 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 Bailey isn't just getting hooked, but he's also missing the odd game, then that's going to be a major concern, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is a basic concern, especially when the other options are players who don't have that concern. So it's like yeah, setting yourself up for a problem when your squad might already have lots of problems. So like, there's the safety of... It's probably a good time to move on to Pascal Gross again because Gross does give you 90 minutes pretty much every match. And uh, Brighton are an attacking team. Mm-hmm. And... You Know he's, I think he's got at least one attack and return in the last three matches, so he's yeah, so he's got the set pieces. He's created the second most chances throughout the whole league this season. So he, like, someone like Gross is a much more stable option than Bailey, although yeah, he's unlikely to play in 29.
1: He's also got penalties as well, Gross, hasn't he? While
0: well, John Pedro's the, out, yeah,
1: yeah, while well, he's out, which is one of the, the one of the factors that the for me to bring him in. But yeah, his his underlying data lately, I think he was second for big chances he created in the last six game weeks amongst all players. That could have changed since since I last checked that. But I mean it just goes to show how much he is he is involved at the moment. And it could have been a lot more in the last game. He's got a nice home fixture against Everton next. You know, I wouldn't bet against him to not return because he's so lively, you know, he's just constant constant crosses, constant chances created. Um, and he even had a couple of shots on target, I think, or at least one really good chance to score or close to. So I really like Groves. So I think that's one of the reasons why I got him in. Um it is it is disappointing that he 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 likely won't play in game week twenty nine. So I think obviously he I think he but I think I still think he he is one of the best one of the best minutes you can bring in for the next few game weeks.
0: Yeah, totally. Because, well, they did lose 5-1 at home to Everton last season, in fairness, but um, you you wouldn't use that as a reason to not get him. He's done really well. There's a few other... Like, he he assisted one of Odinga's two goals. I mean, Odinga is an interesting option as well. And and Matoma set up a couple, although he hasn't scored for, for a while. So Brighton has a few... Interesting replacements in midfield as well, but Gross is ahead of them all, I think. He's just safer, isn't he? He's safer in terms of minutes, Gross. Safety for minutes with penalties. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's definitely him. Um other midfielders, I suppose some people might be tempted to go all to guard looking at Arsenal's form. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. nil, five nil, five nil in the last five games. And it's League E Newcastle up next, and then Sheffield United. Um, and he's done well individually of late as well. It's not just the team, so so yeah. that, that that could be. Uh, I can see why some people would want to do that. Um, Ghanacho as well. He he is another
1: one that I've I've looked at personally. Obviously, it's it's more difficult for go, to go for the likes of Hoiberg, isn't it, Hoyland. Um Because. He, I mean, he's been in ridiculous form lately, but yeah. it's, it's just tough, isn't it, with strikers at the moment, you know, with we, with and Solanke and Haaland. So, but going back to Gan- Ganacho, he's so cheap. I think he's, I think he's five million now, I'm not too sure, or just under. Um, mm. But I think he, I think he's picked up three returns in his last three as well. So, yeah, he's, he's in great form. Obviously, he has Fulham next, but again, you know, he, he then goes on to play Man City and then blanks in twenty nine, doesn't he? So
0: yeah, that that that's that does hold him back a little bit. I mean, he's he's definitely for those maybe plotting a salary purchase. He's very budget friendly. He, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Garnacho for Jota or something would release a lot of money, but but he's, but to be fair, he's more than just bench fodder. Like he is genuinely like he started fifteen in a row. It's probably going to be sixteen, but mm. since. That game week eleven start. He's number one in the whole league for penalty area touches.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's, he's caught for shots as well. It also helps. His, it also helps him that obviously Hoyland's banging form now, isn't it? Because if he's converting, then Gennaro has a much better kind of chance of picking up assists as well, doesn't
0: he? Totally, and you know the team are in a decent they've sort of recovered from their slump a bit, Man United. So yeah. there's a lot of positivity into getting Garnaccio there. It's just maybe that blank, probable blank. Uh, we don't know yet, but uh, that would hold him back. So, yeah, there's like lots of good midfielders there. And I know personally, when it comes to game we our, like, our own plans for this game week, I mean, I, I do hate taking hits, but can sort of justify it on a blank, especially if both of them are attackers. And I think it'll probably either be... Well, it could be De Bruyne, but I'm kind of secretly hoping that Pep will place enough doubt on him. Uh, but it, yeah, Huang or Solanke maybe come straight back in for Darwin just to complete the misery of that switch. Get him in prep for double 28. But yeah, like, yeah, certainly one of those midfielders is going to come in. Probably Huang over here. Um, lacking numbers in defense, but I'm absolutely fine with that. So don't. Trust any of them really, apart from maybe Arsenal. Um, but yeah, probably Captain Harland as well. Despite what I said about Saka, I don't know. Are you thinking similar captaincy or not?
1: Yeah, no, I think I think captaincy is. is I think it feels straightforward this week for me. Um, Harland, Bournemouth haven't been great defensively either. Um, yeah, I don't see many options to go different. Really, you know, you could go for Watkins. Uh, Forest, Watford, uh, Villa obviously, well, for most of the season, we're really good at home. And Watkins is is um, probably one of the most explosive get- players in the game recently, isn't he? 18-point old, 21-point holes. So, but yeah, Sac is in good form as well. I think he's got three double-digit holes in his last four games. Um, so he's he's obviously up there as well um, in terms of seat. But when it comes to my own plans... I would, I, I just need to make one transfer to field 11. The only issue with that is, is that so, Ariola would be in goal, which is fine. You know, he's probably going to concede, but, you know, but then it would, it would leave me with Lampty and Astapinan at mm. the back, of Brighton. Like, I don't love it, but I also don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to take a hit there. And, um, because defenders aren't great, are they? At the moment. I, I'm not looking at I haven't seen many defenders that I that I really fancy. Um and defenders no, have just been good, have they in general?
0: That's it. Like thinking about yeah, I'm not bothered about getting eleven men, as long as there are seven attackers out, like defensively it can just be, you know, got poro there, concer there, but whatever. There's there's not much out there that's Feeling confidence. I mean, with with the bright with the Brighton ones, at least there are three o'clock kickoffs. So again, they're one of the ones where you might find out which one to play mm. in your situation.
1: Mm. I think another another reason that's making me want to just play, just start Aston on and and Lamsey is the fact that, like, I don't know which one of them. I feel like at the moment Brighton are going through this like defensive kind of cloud where they're not too sure which fallbacks they're playing and, and which ones they're sure on. So I feel like once we get through that, I'll know whether Astapina or Lamptey are going to be a good, a good hold, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm again, the lack of the lack of options and the fact that, you know, they could, they they both could start, you know, Um Lampsy's not really... I feel, I feel like Lamptey's quite attacking when he plays as well. He obviously, he got the assist was it, a couple of rounds ago. Um, and Everton, it's a good fixture, isn't it, at the moment? Everton are great. So, I'm just happy that I can fill the 11. So, the back three would be... That's the PNL, Lamptey, and Gabriel. In midfield will be Foden, Saka and Gross. Gross, obviously, transferred in last week. Um... So would which means I need a midfielder to to make it eleven up front, really happy with the with the strikers and I happy that I still got them and don't need to bring them in. Watkins, Haaland, Solanke, I think those three at the moment, those three are I'm just like I can't see where like what would change to that front three in the foreseeable future. Um I'd have to probably look far down the schedule. But yeah, I in, in terms of midfielders, I just need to work out what I'm doing, Mark, in terms of um Game Week 90, uh, Game Week 29. I mean the the I mean I could complete completely just forget about it and just bring in who I want and then force myself into a free hit in Game Week 29. But I don't know. I'm just oh. not sure. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be either Huang or Douglas Louise that I bring in, depending on which route I take.
0: Ah, mm. oh, such a pain that we're, we're only a few days away. That deadline is so close to knowing about yeah. twenty nine, but it's it's just not going to help make a decision. Such a pain, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's a nightmare to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really not too sure what to do because my like my head is saying bringing Douglas Louise, but. My heart is pretty much set on Huang. I, I just feel like Huang's gonna go big this week and, and big for the next couple of weeks. And and I could and there I could just be with Douglas Louise, you know, two points every week, not get a penalty. Because if he doesn't get a penalty, that's to be honest, he's not you know, he's not gonna do much.
0: Pretty much. I mean lot penalties are long ranges, but that's kind of it. I mean Huang, yeah, as we said earlier, like he he's it's more than just this good fixture. they are genuinely decent fixtures. Yeah, Went forward, maybe not twenty nine, but yeah, like he, he, you like to think over four or five weeks, he he would he would score at least a couple and sort of make that a good cheap player as well. That that will unlock some money to do other things. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: if 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 Lester beat Bournemouth, and Brighton beat Wolves and the then he's got a fixture, hasn't he? Yeah. That'd be huge. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um be like, right, that's gonna happen. But um no, it's still something to consider.
0: If Huang and Solanke suddenly had a 29 game, that 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 really would change the sort of uh philosophy on free hitting that week. I think I would I would really have to look into changing that idea as well. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's only if there was an alternative I like, if I couldn't find any other week to free hit as well, then might still do it, but yeah, that'll be very, very interesting to see. Well, next time we do a pod, we we probably will know, I think, uh a bit more about it. Although we won't have a lot of time between then and game week 27 to sort of really come up with a plan. But did you have a differential picked out for this week? As I mentioned, you 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 won last time because Gross got eight, Martinelli got three. Um and I guess yeah, I, our differentials are probably names we've just mentioned. <laughs> no, I've got...
1: Um, I'm not going to go with a walls attacker this week. I'm going to go with an uber differential. Super, super differential. So I'm going to go for um, Jordan Ayu of, of Crystal Palace. Whoa. Yeah, he's, he's not 0.4% owned. He's, he plays Burnley this week. Burnley are terrible. This is a game that Bernie are going to think they can take points from, and I think I think Jordan Ayu he's going to have to step up whilst has Chiazzi and, and, and Elise are out and he, and to be fair he did in the last match you know he scored against Everton he was also I also thought he was good in Afcon for Ghana I think he scored a couple and got an assist yeah. so he so he's in a bit of form at the moment he, I think he's on penalties right without Elisa.
0: Possibly, I think. if think so. We've got the new manager bounce as well. Maybe maybe Glasner has his own idea on, on penalties. But yeah, that that's probably a a good shout as well.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with AU. Yeah.
0: Well, as someone who's gonna have to start Charlie Taylor, let's uh be betting against you, sorry. Um hey, it's about time I win one of these against you. So I'm just gonna go Huang and not feel bad about it. <laughs> It is what it is. Although, will he still be a differential by deadline? Will he have exceeded ten percent? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't um, even think he's five percent. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel close at all. But uh, those could be famous last words.
1: Oh, I should have gone. I should have gone. Um, I should have gone for Natta while she <laughs> went for Huang.
0: And that'd you be a to be fair, you, you could change your mind. This isn't. This no, isn't... Well, I'll stick. I'll stick with a. I'll stick with my original pick. Fair enough, then we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap things up. So it's been great having you on this pod, Lewis. Thank you for your expertise. And please make sure to check out fantasyfootballcommunity.com, which also covers fantasy games for the Champions League, Serie A, Bundesliga, even the MLS, amongst others. So give us a follow on Twitter at ffcommunity underscore, and we hope you join us next time. Thanks for listening.